Hey, welcome to A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. Like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. Uh, we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make everything happen for our show, for our business, and they help you guys out. Uh, Renters Warehouse, professional landlords in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, got my workout in yesterday. One 15-minute workout equals five hours in the weight room. Your first workout is free at mandu.com. The Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency. Save an average of 20% on your personal insurance by going to tuckertn.com. Calvin and Subtle for your new hardwood floor and finishing calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee, boneandjointtn.org is where to go. The region's destination for comprehensive uh, orthopedic and sports medicine care. So check them out whenever that injury happens. So the Titans, Zach, have a new backup quarterback, and it is Trevor Simeon. And look, there's going to be a lot of uh, comments about um, uh, why I saw somebody already say, Scott says, would have, would Bortles have been better choice than Trevor Simeon? Um, no, uh, because Blake Bortles will hurt uh, your football team with interceptions where Trevor Simeon will at least take care of the football. But overall, what this what happened yesterday is John Robinson confirming a mistake from earlier in the offseason because the Tennessee Titans, I think, I thought, and I've been saying this entire time, they needed a veteran backup quarterback to help Ryan Tannehill in this COVID-19 season and that drafting a quarterback in the late round of the NFL draft in 2020 made no sense. And they drafted Cole McDonald out of Hawaii in uh, the seventh round. And they called him a developmental prospect when they already had a developmental prospect on the roster in Logan Woodside. It made no sense to waste that draft pick. They probably could have, should have, would have, signed Trevor Simeon a lot earlier in the offseason where they could have used that seventh-round draft pick to add extra depth where, Zach, I think overall depth at position groups this year is more important ever than ever because of what COVID-19 could do. And and I, look, Trevor Simeon is not the savior, but he's at least yeah. thrown, but he's at least thrown a pass in the NFL's regular season. And that's he had a 3,000-yard passing season. Uh, with the Denver Broncos, his second in the NFL, second year in the NFL, 3,000 yards, where Logan Woodside's only starting experience after college is the AAF, and Cole McDonald playing the Mountain West uh, after dark last year. Yeah, yeah, nobody saw him. And look, I just retweeted from our, our Twitter handle, at A to Z Sports, somebody uh, tweeted us, says, this didn't age well in response to a video I took of Cole McDonald kind of rolling out and throwing back across his body. And I was unfortunate, not fortunate enough, but unfortunate enough to go to practice when Ryan Tannehill uh, took a maintenance day. And I saw both these backup quarterbacks. And what was my report, right? Uh, uh, we I went to practice, and then we did a dual training camp live That's right. uh, video. Austin, you asked me, what's the title of that video? What did I send you? It was uh, I can't remember exactly, but I was like, is that it? I thought it was just your opinion that you were texting me. But no, that was the title of the video. It was something about how the Titans are in deep trouble with their backups. I've texted you quite a bit since that, but I probably could find it. It was uh, it was of the essence of this is bad, this is not good. Cole McDonald saw that guy throw two picks. And here here's the sad part, and we'll get into it and get your opinion, but Cole McDonald – 
Like John Robinson has a problem drafting young draft quarterbacks in the draft in the later rounds. So I think he's learning from his mistake. You mentioned Logan Woodside. I think he was hoping that Cole McDonald would come in there and unseed Logan Woodside, and then they'd go out and get a, a veteran backup possibly. Uh, we'll talk about drafting a quarterback. I think they were correct in drafting a quarterback. They just picked the wrong guy. And this is happening uh, more so. You can pick good developmental late-round quarterbacks. It can be done. They There's already had one. There's and a long list of quarterbacks that have done very well. I mean, well, and, even and, from Mark Brunel was a late-round pick. He turned out damn good. Well, hey, Trevor Simeon was a seventh-round draft pick uh, out of Northwestern in 2015. So, I mean, he's he's an example of a late-round quarterback that worked out. But the, my, my thought – and Ethan Ramsey says, you're treating the value of a seventh-round pick like a fifth-round pick. You take high-risk, high-reward picks that late in the draft. Players in the seventh round almost never pan out. John Robinson players in the seventh round have never panned out. I think you can look at Floyd Reese, who found Cortland Finnegan in the seventh round, who found Ronaldo Hill, another cornerback out of Florida in the seventh round. And those guys played multiple years as starters for the Tennessee Titans. And Finnegan, I believe, was a Pro Bowler a couple times and a really good player. Like, you can find good guys, but the, my whole point was this year is the difference of what 2020 is with COVID-19 and how the Titans did not have a backup quarterback on the roster that had NFL experience. Let's just say this. If the Titans re-signed Ryan Tannehill and then they they signed uh, Trevor Simeon in before the draft as a backup, I would have been totally okay with them taking Cole McDonald or another quarterback in the seventh round to compete with Logan Woodside as the third quarterback job, especially in a year where you're going to have expanded rosters and expanded practice squads. But right now, when you did not have anything, you wasted that seventh round pick to a guy that you cut less than two weeks in the training camp. And, and that's that, the early, the, the, the fact that he cut him that early, I think, and this is a weird training camp, right? But, he got more reps the day of practice that I went to than most third-string quarterbacks do in training. You don't get those kind of reps. And so you've got to make sure that you put all the effort into not throwing two interceptions and being really bad. And, like, that's – his bad play in practice was the action of why he went and got another quarterback. Right, right. and exactly and, and Zach- did this to himself. Yeah, no, well, no, Cole McDonald, he didn't help himself, but he also was in a really bad situation because a project developmental quarterback needs every OTA, every minicamp possible, and he didn't get any of that. But and he, all he had to do was unseat Logan Woodside. It's not like you're having to to jump a, a veteran. But, Zach, Logan Woodside got a, one of the three off-season awards for the, from the Tennessee Titans coaching staff. Like, Logan Woodside was already – doing really well in the eyes of the coaches from the work that he did last training camp, what he did throughout the season as he was on practice squad. And not good work. enough because Trevor Simeon is probably going to jump him in the, uh, the oh, depth chart oh, pretty no, quick. No doubt. Trevor Simeon's going to jump, <laughs> jump him immediately. And I, and again, Logan Woodside, I'm, I'm, I like having a developmental quarterback on the roster. You don't need two developmental quarterback prospects when you don't have a backup that's got NFL experience, and that's what John Robinson did. And so now John Robinson has drafted two quarterbacks, 
Luke Falk in the sixth round in 2018, and then Cole McDonald in the seventh round in 2020. He, he traded for Ryan Tannehill and, and won, right? So right now, John Robinson's record with quarterbacks is automatically a passing grade with flying colors because of what Ryan Tannehill turned out to be. And it was great insurance for Marcus Mariota that turned savior of the season. But he's got a really bad track record. He is a big, fat 0-for-2 strikes out on three consecutive pitches whiffing, not even close, on both Luke Falk and Cole McDonald. So I think we need to figure out why is John Robinson missing so bad on late-round backup quarterbacks because these guys weren't even close to having a shot to do anything with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I'll tell my opinion on Luke Falk and Cole McDonald. Both Watch both of them live in action. But – Kernick has a funny comment. You, you'll get a like for this. It's it's inching close to a love, Kernick, but it's just a like. Ah, yes, the coveted David Fluet Ellen offseason award that, that got your ass jumped in the depth chart about a month later after receiving said award. <laughs> but again, but that the award doesn't mean a it, damn it, thing. It does. It does because that's that means- participation award in high school. That's I got a participation award because I come, I bring the lunch bell every damn day. I didn't miss a single day of high school, and I got a participation award for that. Right. That's the David Flu season award at BGA, just like Logan Woodside got that award this offseason, right. and then his ass got jumped because J-Rob signed a veteran. Okay, so Damon says it's a very small sample size. He took a couple of shots and missed. Not a big deal. Well, I'm going to tell you why. That's a fair opinion. Fair comment. It's a fair comment. So I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to. uh, I I think I have the reason on. on, I have the reason on behind what's happened with John Robinson and two failed late round quarterbacks. But before we get to that, first let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org. If you get hurt, which Happens if your son or daughter gets hurt, if your spouse gets hurt, somebody, they need to go to the right place. And that is the Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. They have over a dozen doctors that specialize all over the body. So whatever injury you might have, they have somebody right there who is a specialist in that recovery for you. They do everything in that one building all the way from diagnosing the injury fixing the injury with surgery and then rehabilitation uh, facility right there in that building in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. It is Sports. Don't forget, early morning football. We play football here on AZ Sports. We're not like the Big Ten that cancels seasons. We're playing, baby. 10 a.m., defending the crown, undefeated season. Going to beat the Washington Redskins or the R-Words, whatever you want to call them, right there. At 10 a.m. live stream, make sure your notifications are on. Mac Nine, he is on a run, being the Ravens yesterday, and hopefully the Redskins today. All right, so a couple of comments I'm going to get to because we're going to ask you guys why is John Robinson so bad at drafting backup quarterbacks in the late round? So you get Bobby saying, "I think this is an overreaction to two very late round picks. Only a few sixth or seventh round picks at any position pan out any given draft." And Clyde says, "This is a dumb take today." It's not a dumb take today. I think because it's happened twice now, because in 2018, John Robinson had a whopping four draft picks. He had Rashawn Evans, Harold Landry, Dane Krukshank in the fifth round, and Luke Falk in the sixth round. Now, the entire time the plan for Luke Falk was to be on the practice squad, which means you have to cut him at the end of training camp, 
then let him clear waivers and then sign him back to the practice squad just like everybody does because the Titans were only going to carry two quarterbacks that year, which were Marcus Mariota and Blaine Gabbard. Now, the Titans cut Luke Falk. He was awful in training camp. It's not about the plan was for him to be on the practice squad. Luke Falk was God right awful in training camp, and we saw that really shine on the lights at Centennial High School. Luke Falk is the worst quarterback I've ever seen in person. And I've watched hours, hours of practice of professional athletes. Like, and they've all been – look, Titans, I've watched pa- Patriots practices. I've watched Panthers practices. He was the worst quarterback I've ever seen professionally in 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 a football practice setting. I, and and I, I, I hate that for him, but he was trash. He was bad. Funny thing is, he also played for the Jets. <laughs> Just like, I mean, bad quarterbacks go to the Jets, it seems. But he was really, really bad. That was a massive miss from a fifth-round pick. The Cole Six. McDonald – or fifth-round pick, excuse me. The, the Cole McDonald – is a massive miss from a seventh round pick because he didn't even make it. Like the days that he was actually practicing were few. <laughs> no. And, and so here's how I feel about this, because when you only have four draft selections, you have to make sure you make all those count and drafting a developmental quarterback. That's a luxury, especially when you have a Marcus Mariota as your starter and veteran Blaine Gabbert as your backup. As bad as Gabbert is, you at least had a guy who had experience in the NFL as a starter. That was not the right time with only four draft picks to uh, draft a developmental backup quarterback. You should use that like they did on David Long in 2019. He was a six-round pick, and from what I've seen from training camp, I really like David Long. And from what I saw in the playoffs last year, David Long has a future with the Tennessee Titans playing both defense and special teams. So here's what I think about Cole McDonald and what it means about the 2020 draft. This draft was never the right time to draft a quarterback in the late round. Made no sense. You would have to, you needed to draft a positional player that late because you're going to need more depth and more bodies on a roster during the COVID-19 season. It would have been much better to have an extra body at on the defensive line, at wide receiver, or anywhere, rather than having Cole McDonald, who is a project who spent the entire offseason after he was drafted trying to fix his throwing motion. And through the first four practices, he had fumbled snaps. He had fumbled shotgun snaps. He had passes that he was throwing to Brett Kern on a walkthrough drill that sailed 15 yards out of bounds that I watched. He was bad. Sure, he's got a cannon, and yeah, he's athletic and fast, but he can't. He's so inaccurate. He's not even worth them working with right now during the season. So this was a bad draft pick. It was a waste of a draft pick because of what the COVID-19 season is going to be. So I, I went through a scenario this morning. Would you have been okay, and this is not a high draft pick, it's a mid to late round draft pick, is if you looked at the Titans draft, they drafted in the fifth round uh, Laurel Murchison out of NC State, defensive tackle, as a team need, at 174. That was in the fifth round. You could have traded up either higher in the fifth round or into the fourth round and possibly gotten either Jacob Eason or Jake Fromm I would assume, and assumptions kind of sometimes make you seem like an ass, but it would assume that they would still be on the roster today if they were drafted by the Titans at either the fourth-round selection or a fifth-round selection. Jake Fromm, fifth-round pick 167. Jacob Eason, 
He was a fourth round pick, one twenty two. What do you? What would? And we're playing ifs and buts. I don't, I don't, it's but, not the but right. But 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 the point is, the lower picks are the the later round picks have not worked. So you're going to have to get better athletes in a higher draft pick to 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 seal at least a roster spot. I, I don't think it would have made sense. Laurel Murchison is a is a player that. John Robinson, the coaching staff, like a lot, and I think he's going to play a lot of snaps on defense this year. It made no sense to draft Jacob Easton or Jake Fromm or Cole McDonald because you had again, it's this season. It's what it's the uniqueness of 2020 with the COVID 19 pandemic and the protocols that are going through, where you needed a veteran backup, not another rookie, because you basically have that a developmental guy in Logan Woodside. They should assign Trevor Simeon or somebody like him back in the draft season and then not have used that seventh-round draft pick on Cole McDonald. Now, Nicholas is yelling at me saying, dude, was a seventh-round draft pick, everybody relax. Here's what I – I guess I'll say it in a different way to maybe help Nicholas or some of my other people who don't understand what I'm saying understand it better, is that a seventh-round draft pick was never going to help your football team in 2020, where a seventh-round D lineman, linebacker, or defensive back, or wide receiver could. How? I don't know, covering kicks, blocking for kicks, doing something, playing special teams, giving you a better look on the practice squad, whatever that that seventh-round position player, like Chris Jackson, who was another seventh-round pick, DB, the Titans got out of Marshall after Cole McDonald, is already going to have way more of an impact on the Titans' season this year than Cole McDonald. He's probably not going to make the roster, but he'll be on the practice squad that you can actually develop and use if you get into a pinch. because. Because Chris Jackson can go cover a punt or a kickoff where Cole McDonald can't do anything besides play quarterback and not very well at that. Well, and you look at the history. I mean, guys in the seventh round or they're drafted in the seventh round, they don't usually make that big of an impact. They don't. But right? what did, But what did David Long do for you in the sixth round last year? In the sixth yeah. round pick. Okay, but sixth, seventh round, we're talking. No, about- no, no. They're they're two different numbers. Don't blend them together. Okay, but I've I've given. There's been several several seventh round draft picks in Titans history, not in John Robinson history, because John Robinson has been very. I don't know if a single seventh round draft pick has made the Titans team that John Robinson has drafted. He has not been very good. When did in the he came round. in in 20, 2016 Was his first draft? Kalen Reed. Kalen Reed was a pretty decent player for a couple years out of Southern Miss. You're right. He played two years and he had, he played like four games. Yeah, but he at least gave you some value there. Like where, where Cole McDonald was never going to because Logan Woodside was already filling that role as a developmental backup. Other one would be Aaron Wallace. And Aaron Wallace was out of UCLA pass rusher was a talented guy that just had a back injury that debilitated him and he couldn't play. Yeah, there was something that John Robinson saw in Cole McDonald. And I don't know what it was, but there has to be reasoning. Whether it was him or his scouts, uh, there's I'll a get, reason why he they well, drafted. And, and there's there is a there's an easy comparison to see of what Cole McDonald and Luke Falk have in common. John well, Robinson well, was he trying to keep the Hawaiian fan base from the Mariota turnover? No, that's not it. Everybody ah, talks about Cole. Joke. Mc- it's a joke. But I, I hated that. Everybody was like, Aloha, Cole. Like, 
like Cole grew up in Hawaii like Mariota Correa did. Cole McDonald's from California, and he went to Hawaii for four years to play football. He's not like a Hawaii guy through and through. I'm sure he he adapted a lot of that culture there, but he's not. People were talking about talking, asking Kamala Correa questions about Hawaii connections with Cole McDonald, like Cole McDonald grew up there, which was ridiculous. But what Luke Falk and Cole McDonald have in common, both which are bad the, quarterbacks, they're both bad quarterbacks, but they also come from extreme systems in college. They come from systems in college with Mike Leach and the gun and shoot in Hawaii where you're throwing the ball 55 times a game where if you're inaccurate 25 times a game and you throw it 55 times, you're still going to complete like 30 passes for probably 400 yards and your stats are going to look great. And honestly, the, the most logical that came from the offense as close to the Tennessee Titans is your boy, Jake Fromm out of Georgia. Run the football, run the football, play action under center, make the right pass, don't make the mistake. That If you really want to set up system, you bring up a very good point. These guys are wildly different. Yes. Talk about what the Titans like to do and what these colleges of Hawaii and Washington State like to do. Jake Fromm makes the most sense. Right, but again, Zach, understand what I'm saying. Jake Fromm would have been a waste of a draft pick too this season. Because you already had Logan Woodside. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, oh, and that's what I said the entire draft weekend was that drafting a quarterback in 2020 in the late rounds was a waste of a pick because you need a guy who has NFL experience to back up Tannehill and just between him and Logan Woodside for the COVID-19 season. That's my point. It's not about Jake Fromm or Eason or McDonald. It's about not using that draft pick for good value, and that's they wasted it for nothing. Well, and, and the reason why we're talking about this, and, and we'll talk about the backup quarterback situation as a whole now for the Titans here in a second, but the reason why we're talking about this is the fact that it's August 20th, and they've already cut their their seventh-round pick. I mean, right. they, they, And so they go out and they get Trevor Simeon, who he's jumped a lot of teams – he hasn't shown that he's a great answer. I'd have to look at his jet stat last week. His last Jets, year. well, his jet stats, you can't judge him on it because he played in that one game and his ankle got snapped in half and then enter Luke Falk. So like yeah, I think he only threw three to three or six passes or something like that in the in the one game with the Jets. But to round up this conversation, I think the advice would be start drafting quarterbacks that college system is more like, it doesn't have to be exactly like, but more like the system you run in the NFL instead of these five wide guys, or you're going to have to draft, and this is what I think supersedes this, Austin, draft higher. Draft in the second or third round and get a a talented athlete or a Jalen Hurts type that has a, a higher ceiling because he can do more regardless of the system that you run. But yeah. when you get late round draft picks, don't draft five wide guys from Mike Leach. Yeah, and Ronnie Sneed says anyone is better than Woodside, LOL. Not Cole McDonald. <laughs> so, no, not anyone, not just anyone is better than Logan Woodside. I think I Logan don't Woodside think Logan Woodside's going to play. Uh, I don't right, think he'll see the field. Ever. All right, let's, uh, here we go. Uh, Bobby says, I agree with Austin's position. We should have, dra- uh, Titans should have signed a vet earlier, put Woodside as the developmental, and use that pick on a position player that might help. Uh, Dom says, yep, pro-style guys. Uh, Corey says, I'm over the Logan Woodside stuff. Shake my head. 
He, uh, he hasn't been good either. Like, let's, let, I don't want that to go unnoticed. Austin, you mentioned his, his flu season award. In practice, he's not good. I, I watched the man. I mean, he had Corey Davis over the back of the end zone. He hit the, the field goal post. And he wasn't trying to hit the field goal post. He, he, he has not proven himself his worth as they – and actions speak louder than words. The actions is they just went out and got Trevor Simeon to jump him in the in the depth chart in a matter of 24 hours. All right, so let's get to this then. Let, let's talk about this. How much better off are the Titans now with Trevor Simeon than they were before uh, without a veteran backup? Uh, that's where we get to now. But first, Zach, tell the people about Calvin and Suttle. Yeah, Calvin and Suttle can help you in your hardwood floor needs. They've partnered with us. You could partner with them. Your wife and your family are going to absolutely love the new hardwood floors that will be installed in your house. All you have to do is call 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsuttle.com. When you call that number, you're going to set up an appointment. They're going to come in, use the CDC precautions, take a look, rip up that carpet. Bye-bye to the old hardwood floors in the kitchen. Hello, brand-new hardwood floors. Cost-effective hardwood floors. They've got the price range of $1.99 per square foot to $19.99 per square foot. You can get luxury or cost-effective, 615-448-6414. If you call them and they come out and you pick out your brand-new hardwood floors, one to two weeks, they'll come in, order the material, and install. You can't beat that. That's calvinandsuttle.com. All right, A to Z Sports, don't forget, AZ30 gets you 30% off anything at shop.azsportsnational.com. That's uh, before football returns. AZ30 for 30% off there, shop.azsportsnashville.com. We're asking you guys how much better off are the Titans now with Trevor Simeon as their backup quarterback. Sawyer says Fromm is better than Woodside. Come on. that's I don't disagree. That's not the point there, Sawyer. The point is not that Fromm or Jake Fromm or Jacob Eason is better than Woodside. The point is they don't need a rookie quarterback. They need a veteran quarterback to go along with the development. Or, uh, incorrect, or they just needed a better rookie quarterback. So you can't I say still, that. I, no, I disagree. And that's my whole point. I'm, I'm, I am saying that. That I think with Ryan Tannehill and Logan Woodside, the two quarterbacks pre-draft, right? They needed a veteran. I did not want them to get a rookie. They needed a vet who knew how to do it in the league because COVID-19 was going to throw some weird wrinkles in what this season is. Okay, so now let's get to the question. How well, much better off? Side note, if they did draft Jake Fromm, they, the PR team would have to be on their P's and Q's because of that insensitive text message debacle that Jake, he had. I, I don't like – Jake Fromm is a boring quarterback on the field, but I don't like Jake Fromm and how he carries himself You've off. never liked Jake Fromm. Uh, yeah, I don't. You didn't like Drew Locke either. He's a pretty damn good quarterback too, but, you know, but we I all have also, our – We I, all have I, our misses. I, I didn't, didn't like, like Lamar Jackson. Right, and Lamar Jackson, the MVP. And you, also you didn't, didn't like you didn't like Jared Goff. He went to the Super Bowl. Yes, you still and don't I, like Jared. Goff. I don't because he's extremely average, and I think the Rams are showing you that. Okay, you didn't like Derrick Henry, and he led the NFL in rushing. Yes, and you're about to get tased because you asked thought Christian McCaffrey could not run the football. Uh, yes, uh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so we're all wrong, right? But I, I think I was right when Cole McDonald getting cut proved that yesterday. So Zach, how much better off? Are the Titans now with Trevor Simeon compared to the combo of Logan Woodside and, and Cole McDonald? Uh, if I was at a two, I'm at a 4.2. 
He'll get Trevor Simeon will get maybe two points on a really bad scale that I don't feel comfortable with. The the Titans this signing a quarterback on August twentieth who's been sitting on his couch for however long, and he's really been sitting on his couch because he hadn't been doing anything. I don't feel good. Titans fans shouldn't feel good. They they should feel slightly better. But a four point two out of ten, like last year probably hovering right around the sevens because of what Ryan Tannehill or the experience that he had. Sure. Right? Ryan Tannehill is an anomaly when it comes to a backup quarterback. That was absolutely. a great situation. It's probably absolutely. not going to happen again. Absolutely. Well, okay. It's but happening just, right it now. Went from, in, in it went from really, really bad to really bad. No, I think it's It's not good. I'm not saying that it's in a good spot. But Trevor Simeon makes sense for this football team because we already know the Titans are going to run the ball, you know, as you know, they're going to Derek Henry's going to get 25 carries a game and Tannehill's going to throw the ball 25 times a game. That, that's that's kind of how this offense is going to go. So in the case that Ryan Tannehill either gets COVID or misses some time with an injury, Trevor Simeon can at least because he has the experience of starting 24 games in the NFL, he has the ability to come in and mentally understand what the defense is doing and understand how to get the offense into the right play, whether it's a run right, run left, or check out of it to go opposite or or whatever it might be, where he can execute that pre-snap, where Logan Woodside has only started in the American uh, allegiance of football, whatever the hell it was called. So that's, that's where I think it's a lot better than where it was. A lot? A lot better than where it was. It was in the dumpster. It so was a on dumpster that scale. Fire. Where are you at? Okay, so if you say I agree, I think it started off. You said I was at a two to a four point two. Man, it started off for me as a one. Like I don't think you could have gotten much worse than two guys who have never thrown a single pass in the regular season. That's okay. a that's a one. I say now it's look. You what did you say? It moved up to a four point two. Four point two. I'm gonna go five point five because Trevor Simeon has won games in the NFL. Trevor Simeon has thrown, he, in 2016, the same year Vic Beasley led the NFL in sacks, <laughs> he had 3,400 passing yards and 18 touchdowns and 10 picks. Yeah, that was a, what? That was four years ago. I, I know. That's why I made the joke about Vic Beasley in the league at sacks. Well, so, so how much water does that actually hold? I think it does because, and in the following year, he followed up with 2,200 passing yards and four less starts. So in two years, when he had 24 combined starts, the guy played really well. He had like an 80 quarterback rating. And you're asking, like, you're not trying to find a guy to start. And no, you're, no, you're asking him to do what Blaine Gabbert was able, unable to do. Week 17, Mariota was in a ball cap on the bench, and their backup quarterback failed them because he couldn't make the playoffs for them. He threw back across his body to not – because I think, again, I, and that, that's all in the past, but that's what defines what your backup quarterback can do for right. you. Can he be Matt Moore coming in for Patrick Mahomes and just hold? You don't have to take us up the stairs. You just have to hold still. But your ass can't fall backwards and fall back down them. And that's what your backup quarterback's requirement to do is. I don't have a lot of faith. I have more faith that Trevor Simeon can hold than the other two guys, and Cole McDonald and Logan Woodside. Yeah, but I don't have a lot of faith that he can truly hold well, if, in pressure situations. If any, 
uh, any normal NFL team, whenever they lose their starting quarterback, they're just trying to tread water. Like, and the Titans were in a unique situation last year with what happened with Tannehill. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read some comments, and then I have a new question I want to ask everybody. Uh, Josh says they got rid of Casey for the draft pick at McDonald. That is factually incorrect. The Tennessee Titans got a seventh round draft pick from the Broncos for Odell Casey, and they traded that pick to the Chiefs for a sixth round pick next year. So get your stuff straight real quick. Uh, Tress says a guy just got cut days into camp. Cole was bad. Simeon can survive a camp. I think absolutely. Charles says, uh, was McDonald that bad? Yeah. Camp's almost over, Tress. What do you oh, survive what? a camp? But, okay. Charles asked, was McDonald that bad? Absolutely, he was that bad. He didn't just fumble a center a snap under center. He fumbled shotgun snaps. Like, that. Like he was – Zach, I was watching. This was Sunday's practice. And they were doing the drill where they hand off one way, boot out the other way, paddle hair the quarterback coach, tosses him a ball, and they roll out and they throw a pass on the run. Normally – Brett Kern or Bo Brinkley is catching the pass in the corner of the end zone, right? They're doing that drill. They're doing that drill. Cole McDonald was trying to throw to Bo Brinkley on that drill that had zero anybody, any pressure. He hit the fence. Like the, I have a same story. So the, you know, I do it again the next day. Yeah. So Derek Henry, you know, I told you that after practice or towards the end of practice, Derek Henry, that's why I said he was working on his hands. He was, he was in place and I've never seen Derek Henry do this is he was a back left corner of the end zone, and he was trying to catch ball. First pass, nobody's around him. I mean, it's literally like a fade. It's a fade route. Like, and But Derrick Henry just stands there and catches the ball. Right. He threw the ball 10 yards away from Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry had to, like, walk over and was about to pick up the ball, and then another equipment guy was like, hey, don't worry about it. I got it. Like, he had and to, then, go, like, fetch the ball. Like, yeah, he, and, and, how, and yeah. it was that bad. And so next throw, he actually threw it, and, and Henry caught it. But the first throw, it was like I, I would never compare myself to a professional quarterback ever. No. I could throw that football to Derrick Henry from where he was at to like where Derrick like Henry Like they're playing catch 30 yards away. And like the, playing catch. The, the one to Bo Brinkley, like he threw it, and it like, okay, the fence is like 15 yards away from the sideline. Bo Brinkley was inside the sideline. He was on the field. You think and he had the, ball, the ball hit the fence. And what did Cole McDonald do? He was like, oh, my bad, man. That just came out the wrong way. And as soon as he like tried to apologize, I'm like, this guy has no chance. Okay. Like in that, in that moment, I was like, this guy's no shot. There's no way. There's no way he survives this. He survived. There's no way. Maybe, but maybe he got knob blocked. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But that and then he threw two picks later that practice that you that you saw. Okay, so. Here's here's the question. After he threw two picks. <laughs> yeah. Here's the question I want to get to now. Um, and I kind of came up with this on the fly because we're talking about Trevor Simeon. Let's focus more on Trevor Simeon. Cole McDonald is gone. Will he be back in the practice squad? I saw somebody ask that. There's a possibility. But they thought he was not even worth it to finish training camp with. They need to get Simeon reps now. So here's the question I want to ask. How do you rank these three Titans backups? Trevor Simeon, Blaine Gabbert, Matt Castle. Those are the last three veteran backups, not named Tannehill. How do you rank those three quarterbacks? Castle, Gabbert, Simeon. But first, let me tell you about RentersWarehouse.com. They're Nashville's professional landlords. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Uh, There's so many ways they can help you during the pandemic. 
They can help if you lose some income and that mortgage is really biting in deep into your income. Don't panic sell your house. Uh, they can help bail you out and create some extra cash flow during these tough times. Renterswarehouse.com. Man, that's a tough one. It's it's hard to answer this question because we're basing it on Trevor Simeon, in which probably a lot of Titans fans didn't watch that guy play. I mean, you, I watched some of his games in Denver, but I'm not tuning in to Denver, you know, the Broncos Chargers late afternoon game when Trevor Simeon's playing. Uh, I would rank them probably Castle. Gabbert Simeon. No, no. Let, let's look at. Remember where, where Matt Castle was in the in that point in his career. Well, he also he had an injured thumb. That's what in, that that's what ended his tenure with the Titans. But Castle came in. He won the game against Miami, didn't he? No, <laughs> they lost that game. Damn. You talking he about the game? Win a game. Uh, he did. They won the game after Mariota broke his leg, Week 17, which was meaningless. The Texans, had, the, Texans. the Texans had clinched, and the Titans were eliminated. But they, but the 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 Titans won that game with Castle. The hard part is Gabbert beat the Texans early on in the season, right when, well, when Kevin Byard threw the the, and it was Wildcat Gabbert. Yeah, but no, Kevin Byard threw a touchdown pass on a fake punt, and then he, uh, he threw a screen where Taewon Taylor actually caught the ball and then ran it in for a touchdown. Still, it Blaine, set him up to to be in playoff position. Blaine Gabbert, the the Blaine Gabbert also came in spot duty in, in the middle of the game against Washington the week before the Colts game when Mariota left and threw a touchdown pass to help the Titans beat them. Yeah, and he – Against two, Washington. Yeah, the re- oh, yeah. the day the day before the Colts, uh, the week before the Colts, week seventeen game. Damn. Well, so, and, so I I I have a vendetta against Gabbert because of the week seventeen miscue throwing it back across his body interception for the Colts winning, and then Mariota's career being over for the Titans. But uh, I think looking at it, you have to unbiased eyes, right? Uh, Blaine Gabbert's the best backup. Then would go. Castle, uh, you know, Simeon, we just don't know enough about him. Right? Here's, here's the problem with Trevor Simeon is he really hasn't played in the last two years because in 2008 – got opportunity opportunities as starting quarterbacks, right? They had their chance. Blaine yeah. Gabbert got drafted really high. Matt Castle had that season with the Patriots, then got uh, signed a big contract with the Chiefs, played with the Vikings, played with a bunch of teams. And then Trevor Simeon had his opportunity – after Peyton Manning. Correct. So, again, Trevor Simeon started 24 combined games in 2016 and 2017. He was with the Vikings in 2018, but that was a year where he did not have to play because uh, Kirk Cousins played the entire season and did not miss a snap. So he was on the roster but did not have any stats. And then last year, Sam Darnold gets mono, and Trevor Simeon starts that next game and breaks his ankle really early. So that was like week three or four when Trevor Simeon broke his ankle. So he's had time to recover from that. The Titans wouldn't have signed him if he wasn't healthy because they also brought in Deshaun Kaiser. And I think Trevor Simeon better than Deshaun Kaiser. out on Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, because what did Deshaun Kaiser do? No interception. Turnovers. And so what you can have from your backup is a Blake Bortles Kaiser turnover machine and Trevor Simeon is at least going to know how to set up the offense and hand off to Derrick Henry and know how to check in and out of the right play. Yeah. He's more like, he is more like Tannehill in that sense of 
he can stand in the pocket and he's smart. Right. And Northwestern, Northwestern guy, like you're not a dummy if you go well, to Northwestern. There's a reason why Ryan Fitzpatrick's been in the league for all this time. He's got a cannon of an arm. Well, and he's went to Harvard. Yeah, he's, I, I don't know. But, but again, they're, but smart. What do you mean? Yeah. That, well, that I do know. He is smart. He Survivor skills. Survivor. I, I, from what I've heard, I, I don't know. I didn't go there, but you got to be pretty damn smart to attend Harvard. All right. So, and the great, great beard. beard. Yeah. Great beard. So, uh, right. So you rank Simeon third. You go Gabbert, Castle, Simeon. I mean, well, are we basing it on like this year or like, right? I mean, how, well, how like, we- where are they like, because Gabbert was only here in Nashville for one year. Castle was for two. His second year was awful. He could not throw the ball tw- like 25 yards down the field. Because of an injury. <clears throat> yeah, but that's what they had, and he had, and he was not very good. Um, I, I think <laughs> I think as like I think Blaine Gabbert is the most talented of the three that because he was a first round draft pick. That's a reason. I think right now I would put Gabbert one, Simeon two. Castle at that point in his career, third. Yeah, uh, I mean it's a backup quarterback conversation, so I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I don't care enough. No, but again, like that's like, but the Titans are so much better off right now than they were two days ago. Because two days ago, that's the worst backup quarterback situation you could possibly think of. Well, in the league, yes, because you had zero guys who had thrown a regular season pass. And you had one guy who was a seventh round draft pick, and the other guy was an undrafted guy. And it would have been different if it would have had a higher round draft pick that was a known commodity, let's say Jake Fromm. Yeah, but again, that's not what you needed this well, year. You, you don't needed- know that because you know, Fromm, Fromm could have come in and been efficient, and we probably wouldn't have had this conversation. I bet you if they drafted Frank uh, Jake Fromm, you would have been pissed initially, but he would have come out and there was at least some inkling of hope that he could come in and be a backup like, I don't know, A.J. McCarron had been. Uh, uh, Jake Fromm, I would have been okay with him as a draft pick because he would have created a big storyline and a bigger buzz. He would have done fine. I would personally, I would have thought it was a waste of a draft pick because it would be better off to get a positional guy at that you point. You would have destroyed his ass when those text messages got, came out. Oh, because I did anyway. <laughs> like, of yeah, course. but we would have really talked about it. Yeah, but of course, but we're not talking about a Bills backup quarterback who has bad text messages. That's just not what A to Z Sports Nashville talks about, the Buffalo Bills all that often. No, except for, I'm never going to Buffalo. Except for like week four of this season. when Buffalo is one of the last bigger cities on my list ever. Right, like I don't plan on going to South or North Dakota. Not, a big, uh, not a big Bruce Almighty guy? Not no, not a, I'm a mad we did, we did guy. We did have a Jim Carrey conversation before the show that that we will discuss uh, probably in the next couple. There's of weeks. just nothing in Buffalo for me. I'm going to Denver today. Maybe I could. Uh, maybe Simeon's. Uh, I guess he's probably in Nashville now, but he's he's been there too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Another good good comment. Johnny Lee says the Titans should have gone after PJ Walker. Carolina got a good one there. I I agree, but PJ Walker makes a lot of sense in Carolina because Matt Rule is the new head coach in Carolina, and Matt Rule was the head coach of P.J. Walker when he was at Temple. Remember P.J. Walker who came to Nashville and beat Vandy? I do. And Derek Mason's first ever game? That guy lit up the XFL for the time that he had. And the time that the XFL had. Like I said, it would all well, fail. Exactly. The, the pandemic created that situation. It was 
Vince McMahon was well, the lying. AAF. The pandemic had nothing to do with and it. I did, and I and I and I was never flaunting the AAF as well, you said it would succeed. No, I did not. I you said the AAF. Oh, I, I literally eat, said the X. Eat, eat trash. I eat made that trash, whole conversation dude. about the XFL being way better than the AAF. Way better, but you still said that they would survive, and they didn't. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was it? The the owners that were lying uh, about the money they had locked up, and they yeah. Just- and I knew I knew that that was a trash organization, trash franchise, trash league to start. Okay, let's let's move forward here. A to Z. Yeah, sports. Maven's right. Should have gone with the Nashville Hotcocks, gotten some marketing in there, and had a rooster challenge at halftime where the winner impregnates all of the chickens at the end of the end zone, and everybody has breakfast with those eggs. The following week. That is marketing, my friend. Maven, you get the love of the show even though you're on uh, YouTube, but the Nashville Hotcocks. That, my friend, great marketing. I'd watch that. It is eSports here on a Titans Thursday. Still have the magic bucket. Uh, and we have a only team. inside A to Z sports fans know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. and there's also another inside joke that we're gonna show you guys about that's coming out with uh, Tracy Morgan as the mascot. Uh, only uh, that only people with Buck Rising an inside joke with Buck that's coming out six one five sessions later today. Before we dive in, I have a true or false for everybody, Zach. It's a Titans true or false uh, here on the show today. But first, tell people about Tucker Agency. Yeah, Tucker Agency can save you money on your insurance. We live in the coronavirusville, as I like to say. Tucker Agency can help you in that that state. We're all struggling. It's weird. And and hopefully we're starting to get out of it if the national mayor helps us out, which that doesn't look like that's going to happen. But that's beside the point. Tucker Agency can help you. That's a guarantee. TuckerTN.com, right there. Email Will at TuckerTN.com. His team can take care of you. The average customer that emails Will and says, hey, heard about you on A to Z Sports. How can you save money for me? Saves 20%. How much do you spend on your insurance? Da-da-da-da-da-da. You don't know, right? You need to find that out. 20% could be put back into your pocket. Will at TuckerTN.com. All right, A to Z Sports here live on the show on this Thursday. We're about to get a, a true or false question that is going to compare Corey Davis uh, to a piece of fruit. And this is from the Tighten Up Podcast. So we'll play that here in a second. But first, before we dive into that, uh, all the people who have been following for almost a year, Buck Rising versus Malcolm Butler, can he come off of injured reserve? That entire inside joke of Buck versus Malcolm Butler IR questions. Buck Rising talked to Malcolm Butler on his podcast, and that interview comes out later today on the 615 sessions on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Here's a quick little teaser for you guys. I'm doing good, buddy. We're uh, we're just recording this, so if you're all uh, if you're all set to go, I'll get rolling. Uh, it's just the guy here, but I always say with his Malcolm coming out. Or... Oh my God, Malcolm! Yes, this is one thousand percent that guy, and I'm so happy that you know about that joke because that's where I wanted to start, man. I'm like, what is they talking about? <laughs> yeah. What is they talking about? And the, Malcolm Butler saying, "What is they talking about?" made me smile so much the other night when Buck sent us that teaser. So coming out later today. On the A to Z Sports Podcast Network, the 615 Sessions, uh, the full interview uh, with Malcolm Butler about the Malcolm Butler IR jokes with Buck Rising. You can listen to that. So hilarious that Malcolm's in on that joke. Yeah, another part of A to Z Sports is the Tighten Up Podcast with Jack Gentry and Austin Huff. They do a good job. Yes. Uh, I, Austin, you told me about this this morning. 
Austin Huff had the one of, if not the best analogies of Corey Davis. Yes. Maybe of all time. Uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. So Austin Huff on the Tighten Up podcast yesterday's episode. So go check that out if you haven't listened to it. He said this, quote, Corey Davis is like that banana starting to turn brown. I just hope to get some decent banana bread out of him. And I it, and here's, the, here's the question, true or false, that Corey Davis is like that banana who's starting to turn brown. I, I say true up on that, and that is the perfect analogy for Corey Davis. He is that banana starting to turn brown, and you just hope to get some decent banana bread out of your over your fifth overall draft pick. So I'm going to take this a step further. I'm big fruit guy. I, and you know I I love fruit. Always have my entire life. I'm Same. weird. I'm I'm weird with fruit though because I like the aged fruit. The almost not the almost rotten fruit, but it's kind of like like uh very ripe kiwis. Those are like the top notch. Those are top notch. You can salvage a really good banana that has extreme banana flavor before it has completely turned brown to turn into the banana bread. And my mom used to make a killer banana bread. Top, I'm talking number one. But those bananas can still taste good just eating as ordinary bananas. So this is the final year, I think, in my opinion, that Corey Davis – is going to be a Tennessee Titan. And, and let me just, take a bite out of this banana and it can still taste good. Well, here's what happens in my household is we, you know, from time to time grab bananas and then we plan on eating them. All of a sudden they're starting to turn brown. And then we're like, okay, let's make some banana bread. And we never make the banana bread. We always end up throwing out in the backyard so those damn squirrels can have the bananas that I, the squirrels that I constantly battle with by my trash can. They can have the bananas. You feed the squirrels and then hate the squirrels. Well, they're not going anywhere. You, so you, but I'm trying to make peace. You cannot feed the squirrels and then bitch about the I'm, squirrels. I'm trying to make peace with the demon squirrels that scare me by hiding my trash can several times a year. Squirrels do not think, right? They are the most sporadic animals maybe on this planet. You feeding them is not going to be like, oh, well, I'm glad this guy fed me, so I'm not Look, going to it's, mess with It's him. been better. Ever since I've started putting uh, rotten fruit back there, the squirrel relationship has been better. If you feed feral cats, more cats are going to come. And Rob says you can't get rid of them and feed them later. I'm not getting rid of them. They're not going anywhere. The squirrels are here to stay. Well, you get a BB gun. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not hunting squirrels in my backyard. That's not how, they, how this works. But again, like, no, I could, but I'm, that's not me. But me, like, I, we never make the banana bread. So with Austin Huff's comment that Corey Davis is like that banana turning brown and you just want to make some good banana bread out of it, that's so true because that's really all you can do with Corey Davis because this is the last year that Corey Davis will be a Tennessee Titan. It's because if he has a great season and you turn out with fantastic banana bread like your mom used to make, He's going to go get paid somewhere else a lot more than the Titans can afford. If you forget to make the banana bread, like I usually do, and Corey Davis doesn't have a good season, then you're going to replace him with a guy in, a, in the draft who can do much better. So Austin Huff's analogy was perfect. That yes, Corey Davis is a soon-to-be banana bread banana right now. Somebody else is going to be eating that banana bread. It's not going to be the Titans. That's, that's the true analogy. I, I saw, the Titans aren't going to get 
they may get one bite out of that banana bread, but they're not going to get the loaf. Or if somebody else, as I see it, it's, it's kind of like, now Corey Davis is better than Laquan Treadwell, but Laquan Treadwell later round, first round pick, but has been bad. Now he's on another team. He's on the Falcons now. That it's it's that bread's about to be thrown away, and yeah. you hope. And I hope I don't hope that for Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis has skill set. I, I think like he's Corey. A Davis. He's a physical specimen. He's smart. He can catch. He can get open. I think the problem is he had to deal with Marcus Mariota the majority of his career. And anybody having to deal with Marcus Mariota as a receiver, you're not going to get your bread because Mariota doesn't throw it your way. Right. He doesn't throw it because yeah, he's scared to. Tress said earlier in the show that the Corey Davis hate is equal to the Khalif Raymond love right now. Like I, I don't dislike Corey Davis whatsoever. I think Corey Davis is a good wide receiver. I think the circumstances that are starting to pile up to be too much have to stop. Like, and hopefully the turf toe surgery and recovery is going to be fine. G-Man on base brings up a comment and says, Corey Davis would be like Jared Cook, perform better elsewhere. Uh, even Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt did a lot better uh, in St. Louis for the Rams at the time. But, than Kenny, he but Kenny Britt, the reason why Kenny Britt was not good in Nashville, he had the injury in the ACL. But it was because Kenny Britt was a goofball under, you know, just immature moral. Well, he was still a goofball in St. Louis, and he had 1,000-yard receiving. Yeah, but he was healthy. The, the reason why it didn't work out in Tennessee is because he wasn't getting arrested for driving drunk onto an Army military base in, in L.A. or St. Well, Louis. Uh, I mean, he was crashing go-karts in training camp, Austin. He still is a dumbass. Oh, Don't uh, Kenny Britt is it? Kenny Britt also posted porn on his Instagram of him and his wife. Because I saw it that one time. We've talked about that before. Oh, really? I yes. Back back when I was working at the radio station and I was a weekend producer, I just happened to be scrolling. Through I mean, I definitely probably saw it at the time, but I don't. It it, it is not etched in my mind. No, it is in mine because I saw too much. <laughs> I was scrolling through Instagram and it popped up like fifty six seconds after oh, he posted. God. How many people are going to go search that after this show? <laughs> you can find the articles. You cannot find the video itself anymore. But you can find the articles. Rob says, "Play the audio." <laughs> you know. You can you can find the articles written about that situation if you want to go search that. I don't, I don't right remember now. that honestly. Uh, I, I I I I see it right now. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail about that. But Kenny Britt, <laughs> immature. Corey Davis is not immature. A, a left turn on on a Titans Thursday. <laughs> I I maybe I talked maybe Buck was on the show when I talked about that. I don't remember. I talked about that with somebody. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember old Kenny back back in, in like 2012 or 13 or something like that. I was scrolling. Uh, it's not the first time that's happened in in celebrities. Oh my goodness! But back to the point is that Kenny Britt is immature. Corey Davis is not immature. Corey Davis's work ethic is there. The problem is, is that just the the injuries that nag him yeah. and the certain the quarterback circumstances are too much right now. With one problem. It's this that's that's the problem and he'll never get away from that I agree if you are a top five pick in the NFL you gotta be good you can't be banana bread <laughs> you, you, you you like that that there's there's it's the expectations are too high if you're five overall and so that's what it comes down to it's nothing Corey Davis. Duh, duh, did or did not do his expectations and his it, it was too high 
He was he was probably never going to reach them. The only way that he would be on pace if he had the type of season that A.J. Brown did his first year. Yeah, well, and Buck reported this last year, that the Titans, when they drafted Corey Davis, they tried their best to trade out of that pick to go back 10 spots or so to draft him at 15 or whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter. But, but that's not, that's not, like, Corey Davis is a, it's not Corey Davis's fault that he was drafted fifth overall. Like, he did not select himself to go five overall. That's the situation he was put in. He was overdrafted. Uh, like, it was not Corey Davis's decision to be drafted fifth overall. Well, I mean, he, he didn't want to get drafted sixth or anywhere below. I mean, Come but, on. Uh, but I'm also right. He was. It was not his choice to be drafted fifth overall to have that pressure. He was overdrafted. That is a fact. He been, you know, he was going to be a first round pick regardless, Austin. So. But you, know there's, that but you know there's a difference in the fifth overall pick, the 15th overall pick, and the 25th overall pick. Austin, if he was drafted 15th, would you think differently of him today? A little bit, yeah. BS, no you wouldn't. He hadn't been good. He hasn't, but he was. How many touchdown drafted? passes has he caught? How many touchdowns? Yeah. Not counting the playoffs. Uh, I guess, wait. Not counting the playoffs, six. He's caught three in the playoffs. So <sighs> nine total. Again, the it's not, I'm not saying game. it was good. But no, what I'm saying is your 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 mind would not change if he was 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, or if he was fifth. If you're a first-round wide receiver drafted by the Tennessee Titans, you're going to have to show something more than six touchdowns caught over the last three to four years. You can't I, do that. I agree, Zach. I agree. He 42 games. I agree. Like, the, the production has not been there. And the quarterback position has been just as bad outside of 10 games from last year. True. I, I understand that. But you and, think the same way about Corey Davis, and I, I do too, if he was fifth or if he was 15th. You do. Okay. But I also I also think uh, – okay, how about Matt? Matt's correct. It's like comparing him to Kendall Wright. Davis is held to a much higher standard. Kendall Wright was 20th overall. If, if – oh, be quiet. If, if – uh, Corey Davis was drafted 20 or 25th overall. You'd still think the same thing. He's an unproductive first round wide receiver. But he's also held, he is held to a higher standard. Like you're, you're not like, I, I agree that he has a higher standard, but a first round wide receiver is always held to a high standard. Higher, but high. I know that you're making the point for me. Yes. Agree. High standard first round. Totally. But there's a higher standard with a fifth overall pick than a 20th. And you really what that. hurt him the most, even if he was a 25th overall pick, is A.J. Brown coming in as a second-round wide receiver and unseating him like it was nothing. I agree. Yeah, we agree on everything here. Like I, am, I But Corey Davis needs to have a great – Corey Davis has to turn into the great banana bread this year. He has to. Uh, and uh, I, I think that bread uh, – Titans will probably only get one bite of that bread. Look, and I, I love banana bread. Throw some butter on it, put it in the microwave for 10, 15 seconds, and, and enjoy. Massive but banana bread, man. He has to He has to be that. So, Austin Huff, Tighten Up Podcast, thank you for that beautiful analogy comparing Corey Davis to, Davis to a brown piece of fruit. All right, Zach, you ready? Uh, no, but yes. It's the magic bucket time. Yes, Imagine. no, I'm not ready because I know what's in I I know the majority of what's in that bucket and it ain't good. 
Yeah, last week you I don't know what's in that. Box. I don't, and you do. So that's advantage you, but disadvantage both of us. So, all right, the magic bucket brought to you by BioPure Music City. We're about to dive into the magic bucket, but first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the pulse of fitness, where one 15 minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room because of science, full body electronic muscle stimulation. Guys, the results are real because the science is real. Uh, I've lost 23 pounds of fat in a year. I'm down 10% body fat from when I was uh, around this time last summer. Uh, so it can change your life. It can help you out. It does not matter what phase of fitness you're in. You can go in and start Mandu right away. Your first workout is absolutely free. It's the perfect time to try Mandu for that first free workout because it's not a gym. It's better than a gym. It's by appointment only. There's only a max of three people in the entire place at one time. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. A to Z Sports, it is magic bucket time. Don't forget, uh, 10 o'clock, only 49 minutes left until kickoff. Defend the crown. Titans versus Redskins. Blitz, if you've watched the last couple of games, had a Hail Mary to keep us undefeated. Mac 9 throwing it uh, a mile, quarter mile over the mountains a couple of games ago. Beat the Ravens yesterday. Redskins at 10 a.m. Magic bucket time. All right, Austin, uh, time for me to put a sticker on this bad boy. Yes. It goes to the theme that we were talking about actually this morning uh, in our pre-show discussion. Talked about Jim Carrey and one of my favorite scenes from The Mask. Yeah. He, he was brought up during the show. Yeah. He is one of my favorite comedic actors, period. Good. Put him in like his early stuff with Ace Ventura and The Mask and Liar Liar. Those are in the realm of like the Billy Madison Happy Gilmores of, of what Adam Sandler did. Yeah. Like, unbelievable stuff. And then there was a drop-off. <laughs> and then there was a drop-off. With both. With both Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey. A top five movie in my five movies of all time. Okay. It's got to be represented on the bucket. And Jim Carrey is a part of this movie. Dumb and Dumber. And how do we forget? Yeah. Well, I didn't forget Dumb and Dumber. Well, because John Michael Presley brought it up. Because the bucket will now be rep represented by... Harry and Lloyd's ah. place of business. Do you know what that is? I don't know. I've not seen Dumb and Dumber in a long time. I got worms. <laughs> Harry and Lloyd's, I got worms. Worm fart specialist since 1994. That bad boy is going on the bucket. I got worms. Nice. That's very good. Now we'll have to find a, a place on the bucket for it to go. That's for sure, because there's not much blue space on this bucket anymore. All right, partner, but hey, you better start ordering those stickers because time's counting down till next Thursday. Yeah, no, I have to reorder. All right, guys, magic bucket time here on the show. So, Zach, um, I'm drawing for myself first this time, right? I remembered. I remember this. I have to do first. Okay. Yes, you are correct. All right, for me. Okay, this is interesting. May, I'm guessing this is one of yours. Make the viewers comment one word starting with the letter S. Search a GIF of the sixth comment and tweet it from your personal handle with no caption. So the, so the, the people watching the show have to do what now? Read it. The viewers comment one word starting with the letter S. Search for a GIF, and I have to get the sixth GIF there. 
So how do I pick this S word? Because I'm not going to well, do Dom's first. I'm not going to do Dom's. But because, you don't because it's not the sixth one. Oh, the sixth. Oh, I thought you meant the sixth gif. The sixth comment. Oh, my bad. I mean, uh, I see it now. So here we are. We've got we've got three. Tracy Lawrence, I see it now. <laughs> all right, we're done. We've got it all. So my word that I have to we got Dom's is one, Jerome's is two, G Man's is three, Zach Goodman's is four, Ethan Ramsey is five, and the winner is Brent. Hold on. They're, now they came out of order. They're changing one, orders two, in the three, four, five. Yeah, because it was they're changing was orders. Stupid. Brent was the one. Right. Yeah, this was what but it was. now, but now the two you just came in. You saw it. You said Brent. I counted them too. This is your word. Okay. So Maven and Titans for Life, who came in on YouTube. Uh sorry. Uh your words are in or didn't get counted in the count. So I have to gift a stupid stupid yeah. gift. Stupid gift. Okay, uh, easy enough. I, I well, don't. At least you didn't get like. I mean, I don't know what sausage would have been. Or that sex toy. Been. Jerome's sex toy. Would or have David Seaman. That would have been bad. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, Jerome's sex doll. That, see, this is why I knew that this is going to be good. <laughs> this was my weird mind working. Right, so, so I got off easy because or here's your one. brother sat. So, so here's another another hilarious comment from the Tighten Up Pod yesterday that you guys have to listen to. We've already talked about the Corey Davis banana bread, but also they were talking about Dave Ball because they do the Remember the Titan Titan segment. Yeah, Dave cool. Ball, pass rusher out of uh, and late on that roster that Austin Huff accidentally had that because uh, Jack Gentry brought up Ball's sack. And Austin Huff says, I wanted to hear ball sack out of Mike Keith's mouth. And it just the way he said it was so hilarious that you have to go listen to that. So, so uh, do you have your phone on you? Yeah. Let's do it. I, we will, The viewers want to see what this GIF is. Yeah. My headphone fell out because it's the wrong ear. So, All yeah, right. search what you got to do. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. So, and I just picked the first GIF, right? First GIF of stupid. Oh, this is good. <laughs> That's a good one because like there's no like there's no reference or any caption behind it. That that's a good one. That was good. So tweeted. Tweet has been sent. So look, I, I feel like I got off easy for a second week in a row. I'm totally cool with that. Totally cool with that. It well, yeah, if you would have gotten sack or sex toy, maybe not. Maybe I'll have some fun later and just see what that would have been for the punishment. A to Z Sports here live. We got the uh, the magic bucket brought to you by BioPure Music City. Guys, they're changing the standard clean. We were there earlier this week. 615-635-0555. Excuse me. They have hospital-grade disinfectant. They're EPA registered and approved for coronavirus. No harmful residue on your surfaces. That's absolutely safe for your electronics and furniture. And they can help uh, reduce your sick days improve your productivity. So check them out. Biopure Music City, bioservice.com, 615-635-0555. So Zach, now it is And also, also, they are about to unveil yeah. a really brand, a, a brand new way of thinking. Hey, wait, we go ahead and keep, keep Biopure up there, baby. Brand them. Okay. I'll Don't be shy. All right, I got you. I'll keep BioPure up there Don't for the people. Don't be shy. This is the magic bucket, baby. It's the BioPure right. magic bucket. 
Okay. Here is uh, Zach's. Okay. So again, once again, like dress up as Elton John. You've already done that. So the probability of this bucket is like a mathematical analysis. Yeah, so because I'll be out tomorrow, Buck would have had to do that. Yeah. But no, Buck doesn't get punished by your bucket. All right. Skinny, skinny sheet of paper here. Uh-oh. Read the last text message you sent that's not to anyone associated with A to Z sports. Uh oh, did you freeze? You froze. Okay, you're back. You froze for a second. Uh yeah, I'm I'm here. Yeah, you're you're back now. I was about to say you can't just, you know, freeze in a glad in a good spot for yourself. No, I, I would not uh well oh man, this it's not that great because it was a response. Uh it, it's it's yeah. Y E A H, but that's that's the game, right? I, we, we're fishing for some good stuff, and you would have uh, if the previous text message would have been terrible. <laughs> but this is just yeah, and so that's what the game is. Uh, so it, it had nothing to do with A to Z people. Oh, so well. it was yeah. So we got away clean today. We both did, yeah. Clean BioPures, changing the standard of clean, getting away clean from the magic bucket. So we're BioPure certified right there on the Magic Bucket. All right, guys, Titans Thursday in the books. Uh, like Zach mentioned, uh, yeah, the, the, the text message thing, I looked at my last text message. I would have gotten away okay, too, just in case. So, you know. But you, luckily, uh, you don't know. I don't know. It's You never know when that's going to happen. So David and, said, and David, you're exactly right. Bummer. Bummer of a Magic Bucket. Look, that's not what the Magic Bucket is. Some days you get to see me – do a cross dresser as Elton John, and some days you just get yeah. All right, guys. So uh, yeah, we both got very fortunate there, Johnny, uh, for sure. <laughs> Boo this man, says Jerome. I'm playing the game, bro. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy your Thursday. Zach's got blitz coming up in 40 minutes, so you got to hustle to that stadium. Who you got today? Who's your blitz opponent? Uh, the R words. Oh, that's right. We talked about that before the show, but I forgot it already. So yeah, so you're playing uh, Washington's football team, Washington FT. Uh, from the year 2000. So, well, so yeah, there's a good quick discussion. Is it okay to refer them because that was, they were the Redskins or, to, or is this now because, because we're in kind of the tweener phase, right? Like they don't have their new name as the Red Tails. So or here's, uh, or Mickey, I, know, I know Mickey Ryan watches the show a lot from 104.5. And here's the question because Mickey is an Arkansas state guy, right? And they had to change their name, their nickname, from I believe the Indians to the Red Wolves. Several I didn't years even ago. realize they were the Indians. Yeah, I think it was the Indians. So I, I don't know if Mickey's watching right now or not. But does Mickey refer to the pre-Red Wolves time? Does he think of Indian history, Indians history, or does he just go Arkansas State, or is it like where? How does he view that when he's referencing like the '90s of Arkansas State or before then, like those eras? Like how do you reference it? Because that's I don't know. Because I've never been. I never had to do that. And we'll, and because we're, we haven't found the other side of it, right? I think that's the hard part. Like, I still think of them as the Redskins because what, two months ago, three months ago, they were the Redskins. Yeah, a month and a half, maybe. Right. So uh, that, that's, the, that's the struggle. Look, I, I'm, there, there's no racist thing involved. I, I just, I'm trying to figure out what the appropriate thing is. And if they were the Red Tails now, or I don't even know what I think mean. the Red Tails would be a badass name, just saying. Because what does it, that mean? 
it's uh, the Red Tails were the African American fighter pilots back in one of the World World. I think the ending World War Two. That's that's badass. The Red Tails, like that's that's sick. I think I, that makes sense for today's today. What what the climate is of today in 2020 of what we're trying to do. I I support that. I, just I, think, I, like I think it's badass regardless of the climate. I think the Washington Red Tails and you're talking about fighter pilots. Hell yeah, bring it on. Now, but, but that look that that helps the change. Sure, right? You go from racist to uh, like a tribute. You go, yeah. Now, <laughs> it's, that's polar opposite. That's now, now one one thing I don't know is I don't know who owns the copyright to the Red Tails. <laughs> okay, now what well, we do? It's that dude who spent twenty thousand dollars on trademarks. Right, but we don't know if he. I guess he has the Red Tails as well. I don't know. I haven't dug that deep into it. Did you have uh, the rumor is? And I read this because I read like you know Jersey stuff and uniform things, is that apparently the Washington football team has filed something to become possibly like the D.C. like Senators or Sentinel, like the D.C. Commanders, like that's yeah, so instead of Washington, they're going to be the D.C. something. Well, that's that's so like XFL or Arena League. To me, like the DC commanders or defenders or whatever but they were. You can't do if you like if I was the Washington football team, I wouldn't pay this SOB who spent all this money to to try to like hoard the uh, all the other stuff. I'm gonna just do something else. I'm never gonna let that guy win. Yeah, that's not advantageous. I feel like that's just like okay, well, you want to play that game, then we're not gonna give you any money, and you're gonna waste your twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, that that would stick it to that guy. Yeah, and again, they're controversial in the climate of what it is. I don't know what's going to happen, but today at 10 o'clock in almost 30 minutes or a little over 30 minutes, I will be playing the then Washington Redskins at FedEx Field. This is Who is, uh, who's, that, who's that quarterback? <laughs> I know nothing about the Brad, 2000. Is it Brad Johnson? The no. 2000 Redskins are something I know zero about. Uh, maybe Daryl Green's on defense. <laughs> I don't That's a great question. I know nothing about what uh what happened with that Redskins team. No uh, clue. This uh, it is or at least it should be. Blitz is all messed up. Yeah, Blitz is not the most accurate roster type of game. But so the quarterbacks on their roster in 2000, right? In 2000 my boy, I actually have his jersey when I was a jersey guy when I was younger. Because he played Brad Johnson. Super Bowl winning quarterback, Brad Johnson. Yeah. Uh, there's, is Mark Rippon on that team? We'll find out today. Look, yeah. hey, tune in, tune in in 35 minutes. We're going to be live playing Blitz 2001, undefeated too, mind you. Like, Wait, seven a good football team. 7 0, 8 0? 8 0. All right, trying to make it nine. All right, guys, we'll uh, we'll we'll you'll see Zach at ten o'clock. You won't see Zach tomorrow morning because he's flying to Denver. So Buck Rising will fill in. Buck's going to Titans practice today. So again, make sure you're following us all over social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We will have that covered. Uh, Titans training camp coverage for today and Friday at the stadium where I will be there. And then, of course, on Sunday, Luke Warsham will take over uh, back at St. Thomas Sports Park. So we'll see you guys later on. Enjoy your Thursday. Uh, throw up them swords for Zach's blitz performance here in a few minutes. Adios.